I'm Jeff. I'm John. This is Renewed Brain Podcast. Alright, welcome back guys. Just want to thank you for tuning in for uh, this episode, um, you know, on, on my segment that I'm doing on the big brain. You know, it's really, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this one because this is one of the first messages that I preached when I first started, you know, doing ministry and, you know, I actually preach this in youth ministry and so... I think it's a it's a pretty powerful message and a pretty powerful understanding to have, you know, um, being that we're talking about the light of the world and, you know, what God has for us and being the light of the world and understanding, yeah. you know, that, you know, we need both, you know, both things and in the sense of we need God to be the power behind what we're doing and then for us to be the answer to flip the light switch on. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think that was a, a really good episode that we're about to listen to. Um, it's practical a little more. We're, we'll get a little more examples um, and not just preaching, too. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. We also have a, a special surprise at the end of the episode. So, yeah, yeah. a lot, lot to look forward to. Yeah, you know, I really, I really enjoyed doing this one because, you know, it's... It's kind of, it's, it's pretty cool. Everything just kind of lined up because, you know, when I decided I wanted to talk on, you know, the lay of the world, it was like, I don't know, it was probably, it was a week before, you know, we did this recording and God was just kind of speaking to me through scripture, what being the light of the world is. And, you know, not just, you know, not just being a dim bulb, you know. Uh, and I think it's cool because, like, like sometimes when we talk about light of the world, we focus on Jesus is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. But like, when we look in Scripture, Jesus says, "I am the light of the world," and then before he leaves, he says, "Now you are the light of the world." Yeah. And so, like, what we get out, I think, covers both bases. Yeah, I mean, and I think that you know that was pretty big for me too when I first preached this message because when I was actually studying for it, like, I. I saw that correlation where Jesus said that now I was the light of the world. Now you're the light of the world. I've called you to, you know, love people and to minister to people and to, you know, um, you know, just be effective in people's lives. And so it's like, you know, for me, it was pretty big because I always viewed the Christian life of, you know, oh, Jesus just does everything and I just stand there, you know. Mm -hmm. And so... It, it brings a good perspective on, you know, Jesus, you know, he, he paid it all. He paid it in full. He did everything so that we could now walk in power, walk in, you know, the righteousness that he displayed and walk in the blameless that, he, you know, blamelessness that he, um, displayed on the earth. And so, um, you know, it's just one thing I love about it is that it, it's just a good informational podcast. You know, it's fun. It's something that, you know, doesn't really require that, um, you know, that you just open up, you know, your Bible and just read scripture straight throughout the whole entire podcast. And, you know, I think that's something that, you know, I never really want to want to do because I feel like God speaks. He speaks. Yes, he speaks in scripture, but he also speaks outside of it. And so when we subject God to just scripture in the Bible, then. Um, you know, we kind of, 
we kind of walk out of the anointing of what, you know, God really meant for the Bible to be, you know. Yeah. And so. Yeah, and I, I think it, it's, we're not trying to be, like, stiff, like, mm-hmm. and this is what the word says. Yes. And this is what you have to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we're joking around. We're having fun with it, you yeah. know. Because that's, that's, that's God. God yeah having fun with us all the time so why can't we have fun while we're we're serving him you know so yeah and i mean if you know i i think i mentioned it in the the podcast but um or in the segment that you know if we can't if we don't have anything to offer then anything else to offer than what the world already has then what are we really doing you know because it's like if being a christian means that i have to sit in you know, listen to a sermon for 30 minutes or be in worship for 30 minutes, listen to a sermon for 30 minutes, then go home and eat. Like that's <laughs> not, a, that is not a life whatsoever. Yeah. You know, I remember living that life. It was not fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. So we'll get into uh, the big brain right mm-hmm. here and we'll catch you on the other side. Yeah. Thanks for listening guys. You're listening to The Big Brain. All right, welcome to The Big Brain. I am John, your host, and today I want to talk about, you know, the light of the world and what it means to be the light of the world. And I want to open up with uh, John 1, and it says, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, In the beginning the Word already existed, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And it's really amazing because God's brought us into this place where... He sent his one and only son who represented the light. He was the one that brought life to everything that made sense, that completed the law so that we could live in a new covenant with him so that we could be sons and daughters. And um, if you continue to read in John, it talks about how he gave us the ability to carry the light and he passed it on to us so that we could give life to other people. And I love the correlation in the beginning when it talks about how, you know, he was in the beginning and everything was created through him. And it was talking about Jesus, you know, how Jesus was always in the picture and everything that happened happened with Jesus. And that, um, you know, and if you go throughout scripture and you read the correlations of, you know, what it means that God, you know, Jesus lives inside of you as soon as you you know, accept him as your king, as your savior. He lives inside of you and then he brings life to you. And it talks about how when Jesus was made known, when John the Baptist prepared the way, he made known that Jesus was the one that was going to bring everlasting life, but he was going to bring it in a different form in a different way. Because John had the ability to baptize people in water to prepare them to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus was going to bring. He was going to bring, you know, the Holy Spirit with him and make him known and make him 
the helper, you know, our helper. He was always the helper. It's just Jesus made it, you know, Jesus brought things to light so that we would know who Holy Spirit was and who Holy Spirit is. And so, you know, it's amazing how we can walk throughout our life mostly thinking that we're doing things on our own when in all reality we're not because Jesus is living inside of us and he's called us to be the light of the world. And Jesus was the light. And so when you take a look at this correlation of how Jesus was the light and then he said, now I've called you to be the light of the world, to shine, you know, my father's will upon the earth and bring everything you know, under, you know, his glory, his honor, and his praise, you know, it's, it unleashes a mandate on your heart for you to want to experience who God is, to go after him, to know more of his, his heart, of his knowledge, of his, his life that he speaks out every single day. And if you really think about it, there's not a moment where God isn't speaking to you. There's always a moment where God is saying something to you. And so this correlation of being the light of the world is simply this, that you are bringing people to life with Jesus. Jesus was the one that brought life. When, when we read that scripture, it said that in him was life. And, you know, basically saying that he was the light and the light brought life, you know. And so... When we're interacting with people, when we're talking with people at work, at, you know, school or at, you know, church or whatever the setting is, our demeanor and our heart is always to be set in a place where we're, our life is giving and it's, is giving life and bringing life to people around us. Because if our life has nothing to offer, Anything to offer different than what the world already has, then how effective are we really? If my life isn't displaying the goodness of God, if my life isn't displaying God's love to people, then what am I even doing? You know, Paul even talks about in 1 Corinthians, he says that, you know, I can have all the gifts of prophecy, I can do all these miracles, I can, you know, perform these things, but if I do it without love, it is all for nothing. It's just a clinging symbol, or some translations it says a clinging gong, you know. So it's like, what? that's the same effect on our life that we have to have with people, is that God's called us to bring light, and to bring light with power, you know. And you, you think about it this way, you can't flip a light switch on your house without there being electricity, without there being power. Same thing applies with God and his word. You know, you can't flip on a light switch for somebody if you don't have the power of God behind you. And so God's power and his favor comes through the essence of love. You know, are you positioning yourself not just to better yourself, but to love others? You know, I had a very interesting night last night. One of my friends, you know, he was going through... Um, some hard times with trying to, you know, basically discern the spirits, you know, because it talks about how, and in, in, in the Bible talks about how we're to test the spirits. And so there was this thing that came up that's it, been on YouTube, and this guy posted it, is about, you know, this thing called 
uh, the Kundalini Spirit, how it's basically the same, it acts the same way that Holy Spirit does, but it's not really the same thing. And so, ever since seeing those videos, he's had a hard time, you know, understanding, okay, what is Holy Spirit and what isn't Holy Spirit, you know, and just a lot of fear has come in and kind of just, you know, twisted the way that he, not, I don't want to say twisted, but, you know, just brought a lot of confusion to him. And so one of the things, and I, I realized, you know, last night in that moment that I had one or two options. I could have walked away, been offended, and said, this is a bunch of bull crap. Or I could have done what I did, and that was, you know, minister to him, love him, bring life into the situation. Because there are going to be so many moments where you are going to have the opportunity and the chance to bring life into a situation where people are confused. You know, and it's like, you know, with this whole Kundalini spirit thing, first of all, I would never recommend going on YouTube and watching it because it's just going to confuse you. Second of all, this guy that posted these videos, his whole entire segment and series that he posted was derailed in an article a 13-page article that was collectively written by well-known pastors and speakers, you know, that gave biblical meanings behind what was happening, you know, in a situation that um, that was called the Toronto Outpouring. And these pastors replied with a 13-page article that derailed his theory in two paragraphs. So, um, so it's like, there will be a lot of things that will try to bring confusion into your life that will try to say that God is something other than what you think. But in the end, when you're trying to find out the truth, one of my favorite um, leaders said this to me. Her name's Judy Timon. She said, she actually has shared this in, you know, some of her teachings and whatnot. She said that, you know, when you're trying to learn what a $100 bill is, what the real one looks like, you don't go out and you don't study all the fake ones and the lies. You don't go and you don't go out and study all the ones that aren't $100 bills. You study the one true $100 bill. And by knowing the one true $100 bill, when everything else tries to come in and say that this is a $100 bill, you'll know for a fact that it's not because you already know what the truth is. And so the same thing go goes along with discerning the spirits, discerning Holy Spirit and, you know, demonic things is that once you know the one true spirit, the one true God, and you know the truth, you don't ever have to worry about, you know, something else coming in and derailing what you believe because you already know the truth. You already know who God is. And so, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of things that could deter you from being the light of the world. But in the end, it's not to be done on your own strength or on your own accord. It's to be done with Jesus walking with you side by side. Jesus said, I leave you now and give you my helper. But... Jesus left physically, okay? He didn't leave spiritually. He's still on the earth with us, inside of me, inside of you. 
and he's enlisted his helper. And so I just want to encourage you that as you go throughout your week, as you go throughout your life, to do one thing and one thing only is that that is to love people so crazy that it transforms their life forever. Because love always trumps lies. Yeah, thanks, John. That was good. Um, we're actually here. We've got our good friend Chad Brown here for the rest of the episode. He might have something good to say or something. We're not sure yet. Or something bad. I really don't care if he says anything at all. So. <laughs> Man, I'm such an honored guest on this podcast. So glad to be here. We just want to honor you by telling you you suck. (laughs) We'd rather you not speak. But our mom said that you had to come over. Join us next week, by the way. No. (laughs) Yeah. So, so back on a more serious note. No, I. It was good. And like, um, there's a quote by C.S. Lewis. He says. I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun is written, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. And it's kind of that, that cool, like, like what light actually does perspective. Um, we can't see anything without light. And so that little bit of light allows us to tell what's, what's light and what's actually not. And so that's kind of what you're getting at with your friend mm-hmm. in that story is, like, you were able to take that moment where you have the doubts and the confusion or whatever, but if you just shed that little bit of light into the situation, like it becomes a lot clearer. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, you know, this is actually the lay of the world. That's actually a message that I preach. Like one of the first ones I ever preached when I first started doing ministry and stuff. And so, uh, for me, it's pretty big, not just because it's the first message I ever preached. It's pretty big because, you know, I personally was in a point in my life where I was always confused about what the truth was and what wasn't the truth. And so I thought the best way to go about knowing what the truth is is to try to figure out what are the lies rather than just being fine knowing the truth. And so, you know, for me, like the... The basis of, of, you know, what I was talking about was that, you know, I want people to understand that you don't have to know every single lie to know the truth. You don't have to know every single lie to be the light of the world. You know, Jesus never once studied the lies. He already knew the truth. And so it's like when when we take a look at Jesus's life and his perspective and spins and twists that he put on things, it's like, you know, it gives a new a whole new a whole new perspective on what being the light of the world is. And that's simply just being that place where love always exists, you know? And so like in that moment with my, my friend, you know, last night, it was just, it was one of those situations where it's like, okay, like I knew I had to do it. You know, I knew I had to be that person. Otherwise it was just going to go unnoted, you know? Yeah, and we're just gonna brush it off to the side as, oh well, I really hope he gets some good counsel on that, you know. And it's like, no, when you know the truth and you know that someone is struggling with the truth, then it's then it's now your you know not your responsibility, but it's the compassion that gets pulled out inside of you to respond 
you know, to, to understand what, you know, the light is. And in that moment, I was, I was very, very happy. I was able to be that for him. You know, I was able to answer questions. I was able to bring an understanding to where things were confusing, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like, you know, when you're trying to um, get confusion out of the way, you're trying to bring truth. It's like you're driving through an unknown area with, you know, the lights off. I mean, it's, it's dark outside, but you, you can wake up in that morning and go back to that area and you just be like, wow, I didn't even notice that half those things were there. But when truth comes, when light comes, it sets us free for what we can see. And so, you know, I really agree with John and what he had to say about that, you know, light and darkness can't really coexist in the same room, that light always triumphs over darkness, that where we go, darkness has to flee because yeah. it has no room. And so, um, yeah, I mean, even like yeah. scientifically speaking, like we always say adjusting to the darkness, mm-hmm. what what's actually happening is your eyes are adjusting to the light that's there. Like when you first walk into that dark room, you don't see anything because your eyes haven't adjusted to the low light. But as soon as it, your eyes adjust to the amount of light that's there, you begin to see everything, whether it's just shadows because that's all the light that's there or clear, clear images. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's the light that your eyes are adjusting to. The light is what's revealing what's around you. Yeah. yeah. So the light of God, when you receive the light of God, you actually receive vision for your life because you get to see what's ahead before you can think about it yourself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then, you know, like, you know, Jeff was saying there's that, there's that alignment, there's that adjustment that is made so that you can see for yourself what the truth is. And it's like, you know, I've had a lot of situations in my life where lies have tried to come in and say that I, I wasn't supposed to do what I was supposed to really do and, you know, be in ministry and stuff. And so, um, but, you know, being that I, you know, went through a good ministry school and I had people that believed in me and cared about me. I had that, that, um, I had that, um, support system that always said that they believed in me, that they knew I could do it, that they knew that, you know, what I had on my life was greater than what I was perceiving in the moment. And so, you know, it's like, you know, I, I believe I mentioned it in the, in the podcast is that, you know, even when you turn the, the switch on for the light to turn on, there has to be power behind, you know, the light bulb actually turning on. Yeah. And so it's the same concept with God is that God is a, a God that, you know, he will always provide the power. It's just a matter of, will you turn the switch on? Yeah. You know, it's believing what you hold and what God wants to give you. Like I remember, I think it was Todd White who said it, but remember, I think it was him. He said that if I go into a place and just say that, you know, this is such a dark area. Like I am in just the thick of darkness right now. Like, you're really giving credit to the devil there. Like, it's not dark anymore. Like, you're there. If you walk into it, the darkness is gone. It's not a dark place anymore. Jesus is present. The presence is there. And so, when we recognize what we carry and who we carry, then darkness actually is diminished. Where we think that giants are in front of us is just just like a mouse or something like that. It's just... 
it gives us better vision for what the enemy really looks like and that we're, we can triumph over them because Christ is in us and greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really, um, I really think that empowerment really launches us into our greater vision. Like John was saying that there is power to us that he felt empowered by the community that he was around. And if you've ever noticed, if you have one single light bulb under a lamp, it, it can only do too much as much light as it wants to. But if you put three or four light bulbs underneath that lamp, it's going to get really, really bright. The more light that you have around it, the brighter, the stronger it is. And so the greater influence that you're going to have. And so, yeah, you know, I, I believe that individually we're, we're called to mark the world. We're called to change the world. We're called to change our influences, but you know, I, myself cannot change the whole world by myself there's no way jesus couldn't do it alone on the earth that's why he had to go he said i'm going to commission these 12 send the holy spirit in them so they can change the world and then this will grow more and they'll make disciples and they'll do this and they'll do this and so from my one light it's strong and i get to impact the people around me but gathering people like john and jeff we can impact a community we can impact a nation grabbing the church. That's why I don't feel like I an individual could change the world, but the church and the body is going to change the world for what it is because we carry a stronger light than what one individual can do. Yeah. Yeah, and I love, you know, I love what, um, in one of the, um, one of the stories of the Bible where G- Jesus was talking to Peter and Peter said, you know, um, or Jesus said to Peter, no, not said to Peter, but just said to the disciples, who do you say that I am? Yeah. And um, Peter was the only one that came up and said, you are the son of God, the Messiah, the one who resides with God, you know, basically saying that he's the son of God. And Jesus in response said that, blessed are you, uh, Peter, for no man has shown you this revelation, but you received this from my father in heaven. And so it's like, you know, the correlation of, you know, the light of the world and also being able to know the voice of God is two things that are critical because, you know, like I said, there's always going to be those moments where lies are going to try to come in and people are going to try to come in and say that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or you should be doing it differently or you should be doing it in a way that is pleasing to others. And it's like, when you start getting into an area where people just want to be pleased, that's a dangerous place to be because then you have to ask yourself, am I serving God or am I serving man? You know? And so when we understand that, you know, the power of God, the thing that is behind the light is God. And we understand that we need to be able to know who he is and his voice. You know, it brings two kind of two strongholds of, the truth together and so that's saying if you've never heard the voice of god that you've you know you're, you're not saved or you're not as powerful but just saying that if you don't know the voice of god continue to pursue him because he he does speak and he will speak to you yeah. you know and it's it's pretty crucial and critical to being the light of the world because you know it's pretty hard to love somebody on your own you know and I've had multiple situations, like even last night where, you know, God spoke to me and said that, you know, I was to invest into somebody or, you know, I was supposed to minister to somebody. 
And if I hadn't, like I said, if I hadn't done those things, if I hadn't responded, then who knows what would have happened. Right. You know? And then if you don't, because there's been cases where I didn't, and then you're playing the what if game, you know? What if I would have done this? What if I would have done that? You know? And so, and I mean, that's not healthy at all, you know? And so it's pretty important to, you know, to know who God is and also to know what being the light of the world is, you know, being the light of the world, simply just loving people, but not just on your own. Yeah. Well, thanks guys. Um, Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. Thank you.